0: Welcome back to another episode of the Rookie Curse podcast, podcast for all things Philadelphia 76ers. My name's Andrew Quinlan. I appreciate any and all of you that are listening. Um I wanted to wait till after the Bucks game to do this, uh, this podcast because I don't know, I didn't I didn't want to do like a trade deadline thing right before the Bucks game just cuz I wanted to see how that game played out. Um and wow, this team is not great it's i i don't even know i i can't pin anything down about this team i can't i can't get a read on literally anything i have no idea what this team is uh why they they just can't win on the road like we've never been that good on the road but they've always you know they've been like at least a 500 team i think i haven't looked at the numbers but you know last year we had some good road wins um and at least we beat the bad teams on the road. But this this four-game stretch that just passed was like the biggest stretch probably of the season. Um at least like in terms of consecutive games. Just you know, they had the win in the Atlanta game and they didn't. And uh but you know, you can you could have you could have excused that if they won at least I guess at least 2 of the next 3 games or at least be competitive in all 3 and only win one. Like that would have been I think acceptable. Um not great, but it would have been, you know, at least at least acceptable. And they just completely shot the bed. <laughs> um man. It's not it's not great. It's not good. It's not good. And I don't I don't they're, they're not going to be the two-seed. That's that's pretty much wrapped up. Um, Toronto's just a lot better, at least right now. And uh, they actually have a clue of what they're doing on the court. And Boston's kind of clicking right now, and the Heat just got Iggy and Jay Crowder. That'll help because Winslow wasn't even really playing for them. Like, I think it was a bad trade for the Heat. Not bad, but just kind of a, a strange trade for the Heat since they didn't get Gallo. But, you know, Winslow isn't playing. Um and he's had a lot of injury issues, so I get why they got a fresh, fresh legs, Iggy, and another, you know, playable wing. Because that's what they've been missing. Uh, and they just kicked our ass by like 30 points. And, you know, Indiana's getting an old depot back, and they've looked, you know, they, they tried to acclimate him back, which has been kind of tough for them, but I think they'll be fine. And uh You know, we're not we're not touching Milwaukee. Nobody's touching Milwaukee. But it could have been a chance to prove that, hey. We're not the best fit, but we can make it work. We we can figure something out with this team. We have so much talent. Even without Richardson in the lineup, we have so much talent that like we should we should be winning games. And they're just not. Um I will say at least yesterday's game I thought they played the best that they had. And honestly, I didn't think you know Giannis had like Giannis had like 35 and 20. Like Giannis is a monster. But I thought they made him work for at least in the first like three and a half quarters. I thought that made him really work for it. Like I think at halftime he had like 19 points, but it was on like 15 shots. Usually that's pretty. Usually he's got like 19 on nine shots or something, just because he's so efficient. But they were, you know, Embiid was actually doing okay on Giannis, I thought, and Horford was doing a pretty good job for the most part. I mean, sometimes you just can't stop him when he's when he's spinning like that and when he's just like literally reaching his arms over you. You can't do anything about. There's literally no one who can guard that in the entire league other than maybe Joel and maybe Gobert. I, don't, I really just don't know who else could do it um, consistently. And, you know, Middleton wasn't really doing much, and Bledsoe wasn't doing too much. Um, and it's not like they were shooting that well. Like they, I mean, we, were, we shot well last night, finally. The one time they shoot well on the road is when they, they shoot like 35% inside the arc. Um, and, and Embiid last night was just... I have no idea. I know his hand... Is still probably injured, but like he looked good against the Warriors, and it's the Warriors, I get it, but like, you know, he wasn't missing open jumpers against the Warriors, and even versus Atlanta, he was hitting his shots, and versus Miami, it looked good, and he had two days off. Like, I'm like, ugh. I love Joel so much, but it's getting tiring now. Like, you can't, and I don't want to hear about like, you know, he's not having fun. Like, I'm, I get it, the team isn't built around him well at all it's been the construction of this roster uh has has its strengths but it's just very just a poor fit it's just it's just not it's regressed and most of that is because Horford can't hit a three anymore even though he did pretty well shooting last night but um there's just there's just no shooting no consistent shooting that you can rely on to shoot 36 to 37 percent outside of who is probably not going to be able to hang on defense in the playoffs um but Joel needs to just like this mopey thing I, I don't believe like the reggie miller when reggie miller was talking about like the bench thing like that was all right. i don't i don't care about that but just the moping and the he needs to stop like trying to bait for fouls trying to lean into people for fouls like you you're just not you're not nimble enough to do that consistently on jumpers in the in the paint in the block on the block fine Use your pump fakes, use your spins, whatever, to draw fouls and stuff. That's fine. Um, and he did pick it up a little bit in the second half. But still, like, there's no defensive effort. Like, you hurt your hand. It's not your knee. If your knee's hurt, then we're, we're screwed anyway. But if it's really just your hand injury and you couldn't stay conditioned for two weeks, then we got – that's a major problem. Like, you can't – you can't you – like, this, this article that came out by him was great. I loved it you know reading it at the time i loved it but like i don't get it you're you like you you wrote this thing and i believe i believe that he has it in him to do it to like really live up to his word i believe he has it in him but he it's just like the moping and the the lack of effort on defense that play at the end of the third quarter in atlanta where he just kind of like gave up on the rebound and john collins like tipped it in or whatever like he literally started walking away and john collins got the rebound like what and beat isn't dumb he's a smart player so what what is what's happening i i have no idea it's getting tiring um and frustrating i don't know if there's more to it and i just i don't get it i don't get it i I just don't get it um and I'm, i'm he's not the entire you know reason to blame like he's not the whole thing because the team is poorly constructed around him, um, there's no true pick and roll creator for him to fe- like feed off of or to feast off of. Excuse me. There's no one who has close to uh, the chemistry that he had with Redick on uh, DHOs, and yeah, you know, I mean, Korkmaz is kind of getting there, but you know, he's not he's not ready yet. He did he had Korkmaz has the potential to do it, but right now he's just not. Um and like you know Richardson coming back will help but not that like we had issues with Richardson too it's not like you know they were dominating with Richardson he was helping um but i just i have no i have no idea i have no idea I, i'm i i it's just tiring trying to figure it out with this team now in my opinion the the i wish the bucks game was before thursday i wish it was on wednesday night because I wish Elton would just see that, like, hey, this team does not fucking work. Like, this lineup does not work. There are lineups on the team that do work, but this one doesn't. And everybody on the team, outside of Ben, Joel, and Theibel, should have been available. Including Josh, including Tobias. Not not available, like, open for business, I guess. You don't have to trade them. I think they should have. If, they, if there was a deal for Horford... I still don't think he's 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 really just a bad fit. I don't I really just don't think he's washed. Like I still don't think he's washed. Not maybe not you know not really what he was athletically, but he's not washed. Um. But like a- anybody should have been available, other than Ben, Joel, and Thibault. And you know Thibault, if they get freaking like Lillard or something, obviously you give up Thibault. But like for for a middling piece, uh, that'd be dumb because eventually we need to have a guy that makes like two million dollars who's actually good um, and you know the reporting all week was that they aren't gonna trade any starters or thiighable and it's like I get the the consistency thing and I get maybe the market wasn't great and I get that um, like it's just not the best um, the best time to do a major trade again and but it's like if you're not going to move Horford to the bench full time and just play him at the five at all times like what what are we doing here man what are we doing (laughs) because you're screwing over your two best players like you're 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 screwing them over just on purpose it's so obvious the team is built to beat the Bucks but they're not built to beat the 28 other teams in the league other than maybe the Lakers because that then our our size actually helps, um. But like, who's if we play Houston, or a team like Houston? Well, I mean Houston's the most extreme example of it now. But like a team like Houston, like who 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 are who are our front lines guarding now? Our front line, I don't know who's going to guard them, but is Horford going to guard Cov? Is Joel going to guard Cov? Is Joel going to guard PJ Tucker? Like what what's happening? I don't know. I I I don't know what the fuck's going on, and I don't like you know I don't like I don't know I don't. It's it's just it's like gotten worse. I don't get it. They started out. I didn't think they looked great to start the season, but they were twenty and seven, and then they were twenty three and ten, and they had some good wins. Like that streak in December, they beat consecutively. They beat Denver, Toronto, and Boston. Um, and the game before the Toronto game, they won by like fifty points versus Cleveland, which I mean is a bad team, but still 50 points is 50 points, and then they beat New Orleans, who's picking it up now, um, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is great, this is, this is cool, love it, love what's going on here, and Joel started picking it up, and I thought Joel played well in December, um, you know, they beat Milwaukee on Christmas, and then, um, then they beat Boston again, they beat Oklahoma City, they beat the Lakers, uh, they had that great win in Brooklyn. And I'm like, all right, you know what? It's not perfect, but there's such a high ceiling on this team that we're at least, seems like we're getting there. And then it's just cratered. Every every freaking road game, it just craters. It just craters. And it's not, like, we're the, we're the sixth seed. We're the 6 they <laughs> They're the sixth seed. They were projected to win, like, 56 games. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of, respected analysts and respected former players and stuff were picking the sixers to win the east even if they don't get the first seed i don't think many people expected them to get the first seed but you know they they expected them to to be a a legitimate challenger and as good as these other teams are the sixers should still be better than them like they should be better than toronto who missed half their team for like three weeks And their best player is Pascal Siakam, who's like not as good as he was at the start of the year and isn't as good against good teams. Like, I mean, Siakam's great, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we have two players who I think are better than Siakam, in my opinion. Uh, Probably biased, but Joel is definitely better than him, and then I think Ben. I think Ben's been the best player on the team this year. Uh Uh-huh. The shooting thing is, is frustrating, but he, he's been making... I mean, last night he went one for four, but he's been making his free throws at a high clip. He's been getting to the line. He's played well since Joel came back, and he's... He, I mean, he he was on a tear in January. Like, he's... He, Ben's been... I've gained respect for Ben in the last, like, six weeks. A lot. Because... It still pisses me off that he doesn't shoot, but, like, that dude plays hard for 40 minutes a game. He's one of the best offensive players in the league. He's getting to the line... He's tweaked something with his free throws, and he's just been playing well. And he's, I think for the most part, he's limited his turnovers, and he never gives bad effort. Like, he, ha- he has to guard the best player on the team usually every single night for 40 minutes. He has to guard for Trey Young, and he's like, you know, a lot bigger than Trey Young, but he's, you know, Trey Young's quick, and Trey Young shoots from 40 feet. And I thought he did a pretty good job on Trey Young. Trey Young had like. F- 38 that game or whatever, but most of it came in like the first two quarters. Um man. And I, I think Ben overall has been the best player on the team this year. Just consistently. Joel's probably had the higher highs, but Ben's been the best player as much as I love Joel. Um and I think that the the issue is not Ben and Joe, it's just everyone else. Like in terms of the fit, I, I think Ben and Joel can fit fine. Not perfectly, but, you know, un- enough. They've won 52 games two straight years. You know? Like, they won 52 games without Jimmy and with Joel missing in 20 games, and, you know, they won. They they kind of waxed the Heat a good team, a pretty solid Heat team. They just waxed them in the first round and won two games on the road, you know? I think it's a good defense with, when their offense wasn't that great. Like, they, the Sixers' offense wasn't great, and the Heat's defense was really good, and the Sixers handled them pretty easily. So and, and the problem with the team is like they're just not fun to watch anymore, man. Like even when they win, it's like I can't even really enjoy it. The only enjoyable win, the enjoyable wins this year were the 3 Boston wins just because it's Boston. And the Bucks game and maybe the games where Ben hit threes. I guess. And like what else? I think the the Indiana game where Ben had the three steals, that was that was pretty cool. Um and, like, what what else? What else? What else has been fun? Everything's been a struggle. Everything's been, why aren't we beating the Knicks? We've we beat the Knicks by a combined, like, 15 points this year. We're 3-0 versus the Knicks, and we've only won by a combined 15 points. Like, what? It's the Knicks. It's the Knicks. What are we doing? What are we doing? What, like, what 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 is going on? And it's not just the Knicks. They beat the Hawks by three points to start of the year, and then they just lost by 10. It's the Hawks. They have nobody up front. They, they didn't have Capella yet. and I mean, they, they technically still don't. I don't think he's played for them yet because he's hurt. Like, what, what is going on? We've lost the Magic twice. Pretty, I mean, the last game was technically by one, but, like, you know, there was ten points with, like, a minute and a half left, and they may, just made kind of a furious comeback. Like, what? what what's the deal here? What, what's, they only beat the Bulls by, like, ten. They only, you know, the first Cavs game, they almost lost. At home, the Hornets game wasn't even like a blowout. They haven't blown out like, anyone. I don't. I just don't know what, what, what's going on. We knew they had issues to start the year. We knew that, and it, it's. I don't know if it's co- like I'm kind of. I don't know what I don't know what the what the deal is to do. I thought that I thought the moves that they made. Considering they weren't going to trade uh, the starters or Thibel, I think the mood that they made was really good. Uh, getting Burks and Glenn Robinson will help, especially Burks, in my opinion, just because he can dribble and shoot, and sometimes he can do it at the same time, which, man, that's that's sick. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a player do that. Just dribble, and then after you're done dribbling, you pull up for a jumper and you make it. I've never seen that, at least not in the Sixers. Even with, I mean, I guess, you know, there was that guy last year, number 23, who was pretty good, um, who just kicked our ass for, like, 40 points. And I'm not going to get into the Jimmy thing. Um, but, no, th- those two guys will help. But, like, are they, are they going to save the Sixers? Probably not. They'll help, but then they're not going to save them. And they didn't get another ball handler. And they cut one of the other ball (laughs) handlers, who wasn't playing. But, like, you know, Trey can help a little bit. I don't like, what the fuck's the point of Kyle O'Quinn if they're not going to play him at all? Is he that bad in practice? He hasn't been, like, that bad in the games. He he hasn't been good, but he hasn't been, like, terrible. You know? I just don't know. I don't know what's going on. I I think Ellen Brand is a smart guy. I think Brett Brown's, like, a a great person. And I think he's a a, a solid coach. But either he lost the locker room or they all hate each other or something because they tried to, they had the fluff piece with Zach Lowe talking about their chemistry. Great. I don't really care if you guys look like you just, they don't look like they hate each other. Like they're not like arguing with each other. They just look like they just don't care. And they, they just kind of, it kind of seems like they're all like awkwardly friends other than like Tobias and Thibault and Tobias Tobias seems like everybody likes him I still really like Tobias I don't think Tobias has been the problem this year um, now he had a really shitty stretch before last night and even last night he wasn't that great but Tobias was not the issue last night Tobias had five threes last night like it's not it's not he's not the issue Tobias is not the issue not the solution but he's not the issue Um, I don't know man the problem is, like, they've looked good. They've looked really good. It's not like it's never happened. They've looked great. But we really are just like the, the 2019 Celtics. You know? Like, we really are. The Celtics had, like, a 25-5 and stretch last year that nobody cares about. Because you know why? Because the team hate each other. You know, on the court, it seemed. And there was just, like, no good voice in the locker room. And Brad Stevens let it go, let it grow way too much. And there's a lot of anxiety with contracts and stuff. And the Sixers are basically that, but the whole team's locked in for like four years. <laughs> Except for Richardson. Um. And I'm I'm not, I don't want to give up on the Sixers. I'm going to keep watching the Sixers because I like the Sixers. I like basketball. I want them to figure it out. I want them to prove me wrong. But I just don't see it happening. I just don't. And, uh, man, it's been disappointing. Like, I I have, like, kind of just resigned myself to have low expectations now. So, like, it's not as, like, heartbreaking. (laughs) Like, I knew we were going to lose last night. I knew that they weren't going to show up. Um, I knew that Chuck was going to go in on the team and Reggie Miller was going to be annoying about it. But You know, not everything they're saying is wrong. Now the bench sitting thing, I don't get. I don't care about that. It might have just been the only open seat, you know. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Just because he sat next to freaking Zaire Smith doesn't mean, you know. Like I don't, that's that's dumb. But, um, like, <sighs> man, I just don't know. I just, I've never been more confused. I've never had less fun watching it. They're still a good team. They're still better than most teams. They can still beat anyone when they want. When they when they when they're on, they can beat anyone in the league. They can wax anyone in the league, honestly. And they're probably gonna beat the Clippers on Sunday. That's who they play on Sunday, right? I think so. Last game before the break. Might be Tuesday. Um Let me check because I don't want to be wrong. No, we play the Bulls on Sunday and the Clippers Tuesday night. Great TNT. Love it. Love it. At least that's at home. So, you know, they got three straight home games right now. Four straight, if you count uh you know, the next game, the first game after the break. I don't know. Hopefully they win. They'll probably lose tonight. Uh, Memphis is actually good. <laughs> so Yeah, we're at home though, so we'll probably beat them. <laughs> twenty three and two at home. we you know, we'll beat twenty three and two at home. But man, like I usually I avoid. I don't like tweet hot takes or whatever. Um, but like I avoid like negative Sixers discussion because I think usually it's pretty overreactionary. Like last year was definitely overreactionary for a lot of it, including Game Five uh, versus Toronto because they next night they came back and kicked their ass. But like, I'm I'm not. I can't say I disagree with a lot of the takes and I really wouldn't I'm just indifferent about Brett at this point. Like I don't I don't It's always weird to me like grading coaches because we literally have no idea. We can't see what coaches say in the locker room. We can see how the players play on the court, we can't really see what the coaches are doing. Uh behind the scenes and in film rooms and stuff, so but nothing nothing I've seen on offense this year has given me the impression that like Brett's a Brett's a great coach. You know? Um, and if the players, like, I didn't, I didn't want, I wasn't home for Monday's game. Uh, so I haven't seen it, but I, I did hear some, some chatter about Thibel. uh, and Brett kind of having a thing. And, uh, Ben, Ben just never looks like he's looking at anyone, but I'm not, I'm not shitting on Ben. Ben's not the problem. We'd be screwed without Ben at this point. But, uh, I, I just don't know I just don't know but it, there are I guess I'll talk about the trades I already talked about it a little bit Um. so Ennis is gone and you know that's alright with me I liked Ennis a lot and I really liked his hustle and he seemed like a cool dude Um, but just too many mistakes with the ball he can hit threes at an okay clip uh, on really low volume and his shot's really slow but like you know he's not. I think I thought he sucked on defense. <laughs> to be honest, I think he 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 gave effort all the time, which was you know helped him sometimes. But most of the time, he just got burned. He's just not that quick on his feet. Um, he can jump, but he's just not that quick. Uh, and I don't really care about the second round pick, but yeah, I'll miss Ennis a little bit. But he wasn't going to play. Um, in my opinion, just start one of the new guys and just move Horford to the full-time five and then trade Horford in summer. That's that's what I think. Probably start uh, Glenn Robinson because he's kind of like more of a catch-and-shooter, um, better defender, and having Burks like to kind of galvanize the bench would help. I want to see some Burks and Ben minutes because I think Burks can pass a little bit. Like Burks will help. And I think we have enough to, you know, his defensive efficiency isn't... Um, at least he has like he's not like small small you know, he's not like a Reddick guy like he has at least some size. He's just not a great defender, and I kind of hope we can keep keep uh, Glenn Robinson. I kind of hope so because he's only twenty six you know, and we need wings and I think he's better than Ennis. So, yeah, those two will help. And we didn't give him any good seconds. We still have the good, uh, the good uh two seconds like the thirty two and thirty three I think. And we we're gonna we might get the, the Thunder pick. Which would be a complete shock, man. We have it's projected twenty-two right now, and you know maybe things change, but like they're the sixth seed in the West, and they're they're knocking on the door of like four or five. If they get a home playoff game, that'd be wild. Like a home game one, that'd be wild. I I, I really respect the Thunder for that. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that, that trade was good. I think Elwin's done pretty solid, like on the fringes. It's just his his big moves have been hit or miss for the most part. Hit or miss. I think uh, getting Richardson for Butler was, even though Butler's a lot better and I wish he stayed, like getting Richardson's uh, was a good, that was, that was a nice, you know, bounce back, I guess. And uh, Horford just hasn't worked out. And Tobias was whatever. I'm not arguing with Tobias' trade anymore. I, I just don't, not a great trade. I don't think it's as bad as people say, but it's not a great trade. It's just kind of meh. So uh, going forward, I don't know who's in, who's going to get bought out. I hope uh, I heard Reggie Jackson chatter. I don't think Reggie Jackson's a good player, but I think he'd he'd be help because he's just a dy- like a little bit dynamic as a ball handler. You know, and he I mean I don't think he's worse on defense than like Neto. At least he's got like you know some size, and he can handle the ball and you know pass out of pick and rolls. So that'd be cool. But uh, you know, not, most of the buyout guys are usually bigs. You know, maybe Dion will get. Um, I don't want Dion. <laughs> Although it would be kind of cool seeing Dion on the Sixers, but I don't. I don't think that'll happen. Um, so yeah, probably the most somber episode in terms of the team uh, that I've ever recorded. Really, never felt lower about the Sixers, even when Joel was out for the year, even when Ben was out for the year, even when uh, we lost to Boston, even when Quiet the shot, even when Markel fell apart. Uh, <sighs> even when Ben had one point, it's just, I've never really felt worse (laughs) about this team. Even during the process, I I didn't feel that bad. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to keep tuning in. I'll keep hopping on the mic every once in a while. Uh, at least we have the all-star break coming up so I can just cleanse myself of this ass team. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, I guess, like, we didn't mess up the trade deadline, so that's cool. That's cool. I thought they might have messed up and get some, like, center or something (laughs) because we need, like, six of them to win, you know? But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So I appreciate all of you that listened probably back a couple weeks, a week or two since the break's coming up. something major happens, I will hop on. Uh, Trust the process, all right? Even if it doesn't feel like it should, just do it, all right? All right. See y'all later.